0: Welcome to Visual
1: Eyes, the podcast powered by Visuals by Momo. Join us as we unlock video marketing secrets, provide insights, tips, and behind the scenes wisdom. Tune in, subscribe, and elevate your business with the power of video.
0: Uh, this is our first episode that we're recording right now. We're trying this out for the first time. We're kind of getting used to being in these seats. Um, the name of the podcast is Visual Eyes. And the whole goal is to captivate, connect, and convert through the art of video marketing. So, I am your host, or one of your hosts, Chris Baker. And Momo abdel And together, we are Visuals by Momo. Right. And we are starting this podcast to help give information to more people about how they can use and
1: improve video marketing in their business. Is it just video marketing or would be business, would be art, would be design, would will be, will be coaching, different things, right? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of different things. And one of the best things that we're going to
0: be able to do is bring on additional pe- people in those expert arenas so that we have industry experts that are going to sit alongside of us um we're gonna figure this out together and all grow and you know what I
1: you know what that I like the most about the name of this podcast, Visual Eyes. It could be visual eyes or visualize. Yes. It's actually if you, if a play we, on the words. Yeah. <laughs> if you say it fast, it's visualized. Correct. Which is totally different words, different meaning. Right. right.
0: Yeah, I know. So there's multiple fun ways to look at it. Um, Today's episode, we're going to actually talk a little bit about Momo uh, and specifically kind of how did you grow up and learn and get into the cinematography video aspect to what you are doing
1: today with visuals by Momo? Uh, That's funny. You know, I didn't know that I have passion or love to cinematography until I really started studying it. So, I was always into painting, drawing, oil painting, and I want to study art to study painting. And then, I figured out there is a department for filmmaking and cinematography. It was like, for me, I didn't know much about cinematography and being behind the camera and what's happening there was not clear enough for me. So. It wasn't in my mind. I, was wa- I really wanted to study painting or maybe fashion design, something art design. I didn't think cinematography is art or photography is art. I thought it's you are just copying the real life. You're not creating something. But I was mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> okay? But painting, you're creating. You have like white canvas and you are creating something from nothing. That for me was... Really, art and creativity, but copying with camera is not an art. Until I studied it and I saw where is the art. Anyhow, I didn't think about it at first, but I was asking my friends, my dad, my family, what do you think, guys? What should I study? And my dad was like, "I'm intrigued for uh, for you to study cinematography." And you know what? If you study that, I will give you my camera, which I've been asking him to just touch this camera since I was a kid. <laughs> he never <laughs> let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, He, he was into photography and he did some exhibitions and I went first time to Dark room when you uh, where you uh, develop the negative the negative and you print the papers like all the old stuff that was with my dad when I was a kid before I go to college before I know nothing about photography so you had access to the camera
0: world but you actually didn't get to really experience the camera world until college is that
1: right the only time he just was like Make, letting me use it. He was holding my hands, holding the camera and like, yeah, yeah just put push this trigger. And that's all of it. He was <laughs> he was like scared with this camera. <laughs> what type of camera was it? Oh, that's Yashica. I think it's not, it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. But it was... One of the first professional cameras. So he has that bag full of lenses to change lenses. All my friends or even my friends' parents has cameras. It's like that compact, small camera, Kodak camera. You cannot change lenses. You cannot do all of this. Right. The one that actually had the film strip that
0: was the long... Um, the back, yeah, the, the long end. back and like circle at the end. I we're right.
1: using those when I was a kid too. And you, you look here, and the lens <laughs> is here, and it was like, it was always off. No as matter as what as we it off, <laughs> because where you look, it's different than where is the lens. <laughs> right, right. And there was, there was no mirroring system. Now, yes, the lens is still different a little bit from the viewfinder, but there is mirroring system. So you see through the lens, mm-hmm. but those all the cameras you don't see through the lens, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so tell us a little
0: bit more about uh, college and how you kind of came from choosing to get into cinematography now to actually working in it for the last tw- all of twenty years, and now starting Visual
1: Momo here in South Florida. Oh. That's a big time uh, lapse.. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were studying cinematography, videography and photography. There was three different things. There was camera uh, photo camera, video camera, cinema camera was different. Now video and photo and cinema, all one camera, all the same thing, all the work with the same system. But when I studied, it was different. I loved photography and cinematography. I was not that interested into videography. I don't know why, but it was not my thing. Um, I've been in, when I was studying, and I heard my older friends who were studying cinematography being on set with celebrities and... Uh, artists, actors, actress, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's nice. That's fun." Until I became on set with the same people, seeing things nobody else sees or experience. Not everybody knows what happening behind the camera when we're filming a music clip or a movie or a TV show. It was for me very new world and experience. Did study that for five years. And then before I graduated, there was uh, an ad that the nas- the Egyptian national TV needs cinematographers. Okay. And I did apply. And I made my interview. And I passed all of this just before I finished my college. Before you actually, okay. before actually, I was sorry. still studying fifth year and i was hired from the egyptian national TV, which was huge for me at that time and still huge for anybody now to to work with the national tv for their country it's it's big and huge and i found my love there uh, i did find where they are how i can use filmmaking or filming in general as a tool to benefit the world. I can do many things with this tool to benefit my community. Elaborate on that a little bit, because I know that's
0: something that we do a lot with Visuals by Momo, but
1: do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because it's a good right. segue into that. Right, but before I started Visuals by Momo... Um, Look at cinema movies. Yeah. We learn from movies, documentaries. We learn from documentaries. We know a lot of history from documentaries. That's all. That's the and it benefits us. Well, it gives you a peek into that person.
0: Right. life experiences... Um, Their joy, all the emotion, everything that happens. Yeah, it goes deeper on a different level with that person.
1: Right. If you capture the right emotion, you can make people cry or laugh. You can really drive people to take actions if you just film your film right. So what you're saying is,
0: if I'm hearing this correctly, adding more emotion to when you're filming can have a more deeper impact in the message right. That's be said.
1: right and that's one of my goals with businesses today because I'm working now with more businesses and I want to bring this aspect from cinema to businesses to give more impact to the community awesome. I'm still trying to connect both together it's not easy because business is business but I want to more the emotion and the cinematography to the business, so they can achieve their goals. They can attract their their target audience in a way. One of my what was one of my goals to just capture my daily experiences and just put them out there for the world. other people didn't experience what I experienced. Even kids, anyone in different country. They don't know what we do in our country. What is my experience? It could be silly or whatever, but it will benefit someone someday. Well, and that's actually a really good point. Let's talk a little bit more
0: about that just briefly because we are, it is an episode. This episode is about you. Now that I'm thinking about it, you moved here to the U.S. almost four years ago. Right. How is that transition and that because you're talking about different experiences in a different cult- country. So when you came here, there was a ton of different experiences that you probably had now living here versus just visiting that you didn't know about while from Egypt. So
1: what were some of those things? I would love to film those four years <laughs> second by second. That was all, So there was a lot of moments and a lot of memories. Every, that. I would say every minute is a new experience for me. Even with language, we use English language back there in Egypt. And in Dubai, where I was living for a a long time, (laughs) we use English all the time, but we use different words than you guys. We pronounce it different than you guys. It means different things than it means here. Like, it's totally different, totally, totally different. We watch movies, we watch TV shows. It doesn't give us everything. It doesn't give us still the real, real life. Yes, we know some, but no. It's not 100% the same. So. Not like experiencing it. It's different. Okay. Especially living in the snow, it was different.
0: So you moved um, from Dubai, where you yes. were living previous and you were working in Dubai, yes. to Minnesota. Yes. Um, in the middle of winter. So the first thing that you <laughs>
1: did at that moment when you were there is you got to experience snow. Which was amazing experience for me at first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's something we just see in movies. Never saw it in real. Yes, I did before a couple of times in L.A. or New York, but it's totally different than Minneapolis Minnesota. It's, it's yeah. Sure. There was some snow there, not... Snow, 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 snow. Yeah, snow, snow. <laughs> That's nice. So since then, um,
0: Momo and myself have moved down to South Florida, and we actually moved down here in January of 2022. So two years ago, mm-hmm. I think last week, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago last week, um, it was on the 14th. Right. Yes. Um, so we're, we're still fairly new to South Florida. Um, we're getting our feet wet, I guess is the best way to say it, but I am so glad that there's no snow so that I don't have to get cold anymore, except
1: for the last couple of weeks have been I missed going. seeing snow. Not living in snow. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> like, it from the window was fun. But not going outside, yeah. But not going outside, no. Thank you. Yeah. Um
0: well that was a Dive a little little bit of a dive into getting to know Momo. And so we thank you for listening to this episode of Visual Eyes podcast with Chris and Momo and powered by visuals by Momo. Mm-hmm. And next week, we're going to dive a little bit into some questions about me. You get to learn a little bit more about me. So thank you so much for joining us and we hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you, everyone.